Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey folks, coming up on this week's Friday After Party podcast, Kimberly Johnson and I will discuss the shutting down of the Pennsylvania radio station where I hosted the very first Bob Seska show back in the middle 1990s and we'll play some embarrassing old tapes of my radio show from that era. Yay for me. Plus the uh, the worst ever sexual bucket list, beds in movie theaters, Kimberly's Vagenda of Manicide, and all of the usual TMI, sex, drugs, rock and roll, and more. So run, don't walk to our Patreon page at Bob bobseskashow.com to join our growing community of listeners and to support this completely independent podcast by subscribing to our bonus content, including the outrageous Friday After Party podcast. That's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. What is a note? Jokes. What color is your suit? This what? suit is gray. Gray, I would call it blue, okay? It's gray. All right, it's blue-gray, but it's, it's well, certainly it's not gray. black, right? All right. <laughs> Let's say it's gray, but it's it not... It is gray. Okay, so a not joke was, I would say, that suit is black. Not. Uh, this suit is not black. No, no, not has to be the end. Okay. Okay. This suit is black, not. This suit is black. Pause. You know what a pause is? Yes. This suit is black. Not. This suit is black. Pause, not. No, you, you don't say pause. This suit is black. That's a pause. Not. This suit is black. Okay. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not Not. Quite... Bob Seska. Hello, Seska. You're looking radiantly maternal. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, May 23, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, my name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. Hi, Rachel. Day 854 of the Trump crisis, day 15 of the constitutional crisis, 530 days until the 2020 presidential election, and uh, and I think we got to bring out the goth ninjas right now. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it. Goth ninjas. Hey, It is three-way oh, Thursday. Hi. There they are. Hi. How are you? Hello. Hello. Not. Not. You know what? I uh, not. I posted uh, my salon article on Twitter the other day. I, I think it uh, published on Tuesday, and so right after that, I posted it on Twitter, and someone jumped in. A troll jumped into the the replies underneath and my mentions, and said, uh, "That's really original." Not. I, I swear to God, someone actually called me unoriginal by using a not joke in retaliation for my salon article about, you know, abortion. <laughs> this is the most appropriate forum for a not joke, isn't it? So I had to, I had to play my really, favorite. I mean, Wayne's World is really a penultimate uh, text for studying the abortion debate, don't you think? <laughs> yes. I mean, I, mean, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if my mic was on during the cartoons at the beginning, but the cat just happened to knock over my brand new sound baffling and there was a mighty crash. Oh, no, uh, I didn't hear any of that. Oh, good, I, good, I good, good. kept your mic down. Damn you, cat. 
We have lots of cat issues. Like Kimberly Johnson. <laughs> Kimberly Johnson was on uh, Alyssa Milano's podcast. Ding, ding, ding. Where is it? And our cat was audible on that show where, you know, our cat Miranda was just walking around. Because anytime there's humans talking, our cat wants to participate in the talking, right? So I think, right. it, I think, well, our, I think you're talking to them. Yeah, exactly. So I think our cat appeared also on the Alyssa Milano podcast. But you know what? That's awesome. fine. I always, I never have any trouble with that. We were talking about this before the show. I mean, you know, Malcolm Nance a, a few weeks ago was on and he was like getting on an air or he was getting off an airplane. He was going to baggage check. He was getting his rental car. He was driving away. It was just, it was so much fun to get like, oh, what's Malcolm doing? Like behind the scenes, Malcolm. <laughs> And then yesterday, some dog was barking during uh, Charles Johnson's interview on this show. And then uh, Leah Torres, there was all kinds of uh, dog mayhem going. I think she was trying to get her dog to go outside while we were doing the show. All of that is fine and dandy. Not. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) Okay, I can make a political point here. I don't know if you read that profile. I think it was in the New Yorker of Glenn Greenwald. Yeah. Where they interviewed him at his house. And he's got like 10 rescue dogs. Yeah. And they all start barking, and he and throughout the article he'll be in the middle of saying, you know, and the you know, the the Vichy liberals who blah blah blah, shut the fuck up, Spark! you know, like he just <laughs> yeah. starts like yelling at the dogs, and the dogs for them that's a game, like you, you, they bark at you and you yeah. bark back, and it just perpetuates the problem and makes it worse, which yeah. really tells you everything you need to know about the life of Glenn Greenwald. Yeah, something is so hilarious to me about the idea that Glenn Greenwald is uh, not only surrounded by dogs, because I think that's the one redemptive thing about Glenn Greenwald is that he rescues all of these dogs. He's now investing money into rescuing more dogs from the streets of uh, of Rio and Brazil at large. And But the other thing is is that he's surrounded by monkeys. I love the fact that Mm -hmm. Glenn Greenwald on a day-to-day basis has to contend with monkeys. And and I always hope that there's some poop flinging that's going on behind the scenes. There like probably if, is. If there's any justice in this world, Glenn Greenwald has to deal with poop flinging monkeys. Got ninja powers? Activate! Give us the, Whoa, there. Give us the sound. Yeah. All right. No, no. Form of monkey poop. Shape of a monkey to fling it. Oh, yeah. You know what? I forgot to uh, plug both of you guys. Uh, Of course, T-Rex is from the T-Rex Report podcast, patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, sexyliberal.com or from-the-bunker.com. Okay. Um, And I have a special note. Uh, uh, Jody and I did a really fun interview last night that I will be publishing tomorrow. Oh, great. Uh, Yes. Uh, first episode of the podcast in a while. I've been, you know, super busy or trying to scratch together a living and <laughs> trying to make money. You know, I put to be together a, uh, a new paragraph, I mean, a new paragraph, a new chapter yeah. from my book. And that's available right now to subscribers. And I think it's the funniest chapter so far. Excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's and again, crisp and dark and funny and real. And I hope everybody loves it. How much do you have uh, to subscribe to get to the chapters of your book and your podcast? Dollar a month. Dollar a month. That is a bargain at twice mm-hmm. the price, I'm telling you. That is fantastic for the amount of content that you get in terms of your, your not only your book, but you get the, the T-Rex Report podcast with Jody Hamilton and Kimberly Johnson has been on there, too. Uh, just an excellent, excellent show. So <laughs> It really is like David and girls talk about how awful men are. Yay, podcast. Um, <laughs> See, now I could, I could fit into that category, too, because I love to talk about how awful men are. <laughs> I was on a catering thing the other night, and I just out of nowhere, um, the girls... We were like setting tables for this very elegant wedding, yeah. And they started um, just talking about their period, uh, and just ew, you know, everyone's ew, so it doesn't gross, bother me at all, yeah. no. And then we actually kind of got drawn into a discussion about how I believe that men have hormonal cycles as well. They just yeah. don't have any. They, there's no bleeding, so there's no evidence, right? So they can lie about it. Oh yeah, men have big time hormone things going on that, that that no one ever talks about. That's absolutely true. You know, don't, let's not skim past that because I'm totally tied in with the moon. Like the moon, yeah. the full. The other day they were like, "It's the full moon," and I'm like, "It can't be. I, I haven't had any emotional outbursts this was Saturday <laughs> at the wedding, right?" And then like the groom and his mom mm-hmm. were doing the dance. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm just like. 
I'm, I'll be in the back. I'm sorry. You know, and I'm like, oh, God, the moon is full. All right. Well, let's, you know, uh, on that uh, dark note, let's uh, let's make fun of Ben. <laughs> let's make fun of Ben Carson here for a second. Ben, oh, my God. Ben Carson is obviously is suffering from something. He's got the same brain worms that I think uh, Trump has. I think it's just going around in the White House. The Trump I think he's got a BSE. Bovine spongiform encephalitis, mad cow disease. I think he was just <laughs> operating on somebody's brain and he was just like, you know, that looks delicious. Yeah. And just like leaned down and got a big lick. And ever since then, he's been getting switch cheese holes. Well, in his brain. that's my theory. <laughs> well, so, suffice to say, ben, ben Carson is back aboard the Z train to Snoozeville. Uh, he's just on the verge of falling asleep at any moment. I don't know. Have we heard anything about Ben Carson being narcoleptic? Because that was his appearance uh, before that committee the other day. It happened, of course, right Don't you after. know that somebody slipped him like three Van- Xanax, though? <laughs> Maybe. I, mean, I, like, you know, I don't know. Because, I mean, part of me is going... There's a thing about people handing people Xanax before they go under like under oath or onto a lie detector. Because it can confuse the readings from the lie detector if your yeah. affect stays well, strangely blank. If this was out of character for Ben Carson, I would say maybe. But Ben Carson has always been like this. But uh, there's another side of me that's going, was he doing this deliberately? I mean, was this Ben Carson being passive aggressive toward the Democratic members of Congress that were asking him questions? Here's, I mean, in case you missed it, because this happened right after our Tuesday show. Of course, because of course it did. Right after we wrapped up with Buzz Burbank on Tuesday, suddenly Ben Carson makes a gigantic ass of himself, and I got to wait till Thursday to talk about it. But here's, <laughs> here's Ben Carson initially mistaking something for Amway. Uh, are you familiar with Amway and what it is? With who? Amway. <laughs> Amway? Um. We. Oh, God. Come on, Mr. Secretary. Oh, now, I asked you this when you were here last year, and you asked me to be nice to you, and you turned to your staff, um, we, and you have an um, we director, and we wrote you a letter about it, and um. You know what they used to call this in school? The principal's office, yeah. They used to call this spoon feeding. Remember when you right, were in like exactly. third grade, or at least I'll, I remember when I was in third grade and I refused to pay attention during class because I just wasn't interested. And so the teachers would have to spoon. Bob Seska, can you answer this question? And I'd be drawing away in my notebook or so, not even paying attention. And they would have to spoon feed me. Do you know what we're talking about? Have you <laughs> read the, the material? He's had a year. Yeah. He's had a year. I mean, what is he? been doing i could be a decent i mean i'm not i don't have any expertise in this but if you gave me two years yeah and the opportunity to learn i could probably i can't say i would run that agency as well as a career professional yeah but i would at least know what an reo is right well he is a right. he is a cabinet level secretary he right. is at the top of the heap at housing and but urban what is development. he doing with his time nothing he like nothing he's not doing anything sleeping clearly in michael jackson's hyperbaric chamber he's buying, buying 22,000 furniture yeah he's buying, buying a gigantic furniture and and a brand like a twenty two thousand dollar door isn't that right jody didn't he right. get like a pay like something like five figures for a new door for his office well, and like an eight thousand dollar dishwasher <laughs> Seriously, is he a restaurant? You can actually buy a migrant worker dishwasher cheaper to wash dishes. He needs a thousand dollars. He needs like an expensive dishwasher to wash his array of drool cups. I think that might be it. (laughs) Because when he's sleeping, you know, that drool runs down and you got to have a cup there to collect an otherwise soaking wet pillow. Um, But here's more of Ben Carson not knowing what the hell um we You know, you could do a Brooklyn and Sheets thing right there about how dry and moisture wicking they are. Just trying to help you out. (laughs) Okay. a letter about it and um we office of minority women and inclusion i was just gonna say that do you have an omwe director do you work with an omwe director well of course we have a an office of omwe not amway omwe we have, we have. Do you know who that person is? We have. Um, do you know who that person is? I cannot give you the name. Okay. Would you do me a favor? Would you find out and would you send me a note back so we don't ever have to repeat this again? We can send you a note on that. Okay. Thank you. He's just. Uh, he's he's completely. He's completely unfazed by the fact that he had no idea and that he was badly embarrassing himself in the administration. Right. 
I just Zanax. know. Yeah, Zedek. I don't know He's what like it is. He's just completely affectless. He is so tranquilized. It's like Laura Bush. Yeah. In the second half of her husband's term, where she was just sort of that frozen smile and this far away eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I was in that cabinet and I wasn't a recovering person, you know that I would be like, I mean, like, Doc, I need Rohypnols this week. I just, you know, <laughs> just like. <laughs> Shit, right, right. Well, here's uh, Ben Carson not knowing what uh, an R-E-O is. Right. Here we go. And this comes. is where he thinks it's an, is that an, is that an Oreo? I'm so stoned. I'm thinking of munchies right I now. Know, I look need stoned. I need I'm co- telling you cookies. guys, meds. <laughs> I just, you know what? He's probably I just got think, like six fentanyl patches on his body. Just uh, like you know what? No, I think he's got like six like THC vapes in his pocket. That's what he's got. Mm, like he's vaping and then turning up for congressional testimony. I sure could go for some sandwich cookies right about now. Like got chocolate my mind on, on some cookies and some cookies on chocolate, my mind. Chocolate on the outside. <laughs> some uh, creamy filling on the inside. I like to pull them apart. Just like him. <laughs> White on the inside. Yeah. yeah uh, here's the Oreo thing. I don't understand where the hell he is, uh, but he's certainly not in this committee he's room hungry. where the rest of his body is. That's for sure. I have not had any discussions about that particular issue, but I will look it up. Okay. What's going on. So as you look it up, I'd also like you to get back to me, if you don't mind, to explain the disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo. R. No, not an Oreo. <laughs> an R E O. R E O. Real estate. Jesus. This is really like dealing with a six year old. Yeah. That's exactly right. He's, he has to be spoon-fed. He doesn't know anything. He hasn't he hasn't been doing his job. He doesn't know the basics about being Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Wouldn't his staff prepare him just in, like, bullet points? Like, I don't know, agencies that he oversees? Yeah, you would think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's like, what is he doing with his time? Mm-hmm. Is he, surely he even has a staff. What are they doing? Yeah. I mean, are they, uh, do they not like him? Therefore, they're not giving him the information that he needs when he has to testify in front of lawmakers. I, it just, it, it's like, there should be a little, you know, here's what you need to know for this. Uh, well, you know what? I'll just give you my theory in all of this. My overarching theory as to why every time a Trump administration official goes before Congress, they act like an asshole whether it's uh, falling asleep and being passive aggressive like Ben Carson or whether it's, you know, the the heads of the intelligence community going up there and saying, we can't answer. Well, is that executive privilege? No, but we still can't answer. Is it national security? No. It's just like they're deliberately stonewalling. And this is Trump's overall plan to enact Grover Norquist's theory of, you know, shrinking government so small that it can be uh, not only drowned in the bathtub, but inserted directly into people's uteruses. Uh, As long as government is that small, uh, it can be destroyed. And so um, that's what's going on here. It's just Trump putting anyone in these positions to whatever, as long as they're not doing the business of government. That's the most important thing. Right. Trump doesn't want them actually doing things for people. Everyone that he's put into place is there to either backstop him or to tear down the agency for which they work. And that's what it comes down. That's why Ben Carson doesn't give a shit about anything. And that's why he's so unprepared. I mean, here's more Ben Carson trying to figure out what the hell his job is. Owned, real estate owned. That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Mm -hmm. And FHA loans have much higher REOs. That is, they go to foreclosure rather than to loss mitigation or to non-foreclosure alternatives like short sales than comparable loans at the GSEs. So I'd like to know why we're having more foreclosures that end in people losing their homes with stains to their credit and disruption to their communities and their neighborhoods at FHA than we are at the GSEs. I would, I I, I would be extremely happy if you'd like to have you uh, work with the people uh, who do that. Well, Mr. Carson, that, respectfully, that was my day job before I came to Congress. So now it's my job to ask you well, to I'm work with the people. I'm talking about the people at HUD who do that. I, I, I spent a decade working with the people way. at HUD it's on just, this problem. You know what? It so. just it gets down to. 
Where's that sample? You know that, you want another one. He's not even you saying want, words. You say you want you 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 say you want you. <laughs> yes, uh, just another great example. You, you could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you can you yeah. you want you want him. Except it's just this. <laughs> it's not even words anymore. It's just. <laughs> He's just humming like a little song to himself. He's like, when you wish upon a star, the itsy bitsy spider went up the water spout. Yeah, you know, just he's singing like public domain lullabies and shit, right? Yeah, so that's a. That's Ben Carson. <sighs> well, our government is in fine hands. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Thank God Donald Trump's got all the best people, right? Um, speaking of uh, Donald- Again, I'm sorry I'm stomping on you guys conversationally. You guys know, like, out there in radio land we, or podcast land, we can't see each other. That's absolutely true. No one true. can be like, hold up a stop sign at me, and I will. I get excited, you know, and I just, it's like I have to blurt it out before I forget what I'm going to oh, say. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. There's no problem. Uh, obviously, uh, this happens, especially when we, we can't p- present verbal or visual cues to each other, but that's a good reason for people to sign up on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com to give us additional money to be able to afford things like video monitors for uh, for our faces so that we can see each other eventually, um, which would be awkward for me. We're not going to broadcast that, though, right? Because I don't like, no, yeah. no. I already I'm get so, dressed up once a week. Yeah. I'm so not camera ready right now. Yeah, and I'm not uh, I'm not a video guy. I, I don't think doing this show on video would help anybody. And you know what? It's a, <laughs> it's a lot of hassle to do video, and very few people actually watch video. If you do like the sliding scale, like the thing that most people do is they'll read like an, a tweet or a Facebook status. Then the next thing that people will read, but not as much, are actual articles or blog entries. The next thing after that that people read or, or experience not as much as the written word are podcasts, audio only things. Because they do that in their car or in their iPod or whatever. And then the thing that people j- just absolutely don't look at, uh, at least in relation to those other formats, is video. So I feel like if we do video, mm. I'm going to be spending a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of money on setting up a video mm-hmm. feed that, you know, we'll have 50 people looking at, you know, and it's just like not worth it for just for just that. But I mean, it would be nice to have video where we can see each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And awkward for me since I don't wear pants. Um, okay. Well, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about, that. speaking of not wearing so, well, pants. Well, when we're talking about this, for clarifying for also for British listeners, uh, pants, you know, for them are underwear. So are you telling us that you're going commando or that you're naked from the waist down I'm or just, you're in your underwear? I'm just naked from the waist down. That's hey, the only way to be. Yeah, just naughty parts flapping in the wind. That's me <laughs> during every single show. Uh, yeah. So and a tie. <laughs> and a tie. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise well, it's formal wear. Exactly. Well, I have to be a professional, so. <laughs> All right, let's and talk. pocket square. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Let's talk about Trump's shitty, shitty week. This is a, a series of just fantastic things that have happened to Donald Trump over the past week or so. Judge orders stone redactions removed from Mueller. But in fact, this is the list from the Rachel Maddow show last night. So if you saw that, you saw the list on the graph behind her. That's what I'm about to read here. The judge has ordered uh, the Stone redactions removed from the Mueller report. We know this. Judge orders Flynn redactions removed also from the Mueller report. The House Intelligence Committee is going to get Mueller's counterintelligence material, which is maybe the best news of the week so far as far as the the Russia situation goes. Because this is where everything, to me, really falls apart for Donald Trump. If we find out that he's literally been compromised, and another thing that I, I... I'm just so confused as to why we didn't hear anything along these lines from Robert Mueller or if we will ever hear anything along these lines. Because every time I hear someone talk, uh, a member of Congress or certainly a member of the House Intelligence Committee, when they're talking about this shit. Oh, you know what? In fact, uh, James Baker from uh, DOJ was saying this on, on, the, on the Maddow show the other night. You know, we may the public may not ever know what was going on with the counterintelligence thing because it's uh, it's different from a criminal proceeding. Uh, this is a matter of investigating whether or not the president and the people around him are compromised and therefore agents of a hostile foreign government. And I feel like if they do, in fact, confirm 
everything that they're looking for in their investigation, will they tell the American public or will they withhold that from us for our own good? And we've seen that happen in the past. Like, LBJ didn't mm. want us going to war with Russia or Cuba as a consequence of the JFK assassination. Remember? Right. Yeah. And, and you're, you say you're okay with that, T-Rex? No. Oh, you're not? No. No, I feel like there are certain things that we, as the people who are paying for wars and the paying for, I mean, if we are putting people's lives in danger in the field, yes, where well, that needs to be redacted. Yep. But in terms of like, I mean, I do that. This is something that uh, this Australian writer sent me her memoir after she wrote something I wrote in The Guardian, uh, and I just finished reading it, and it was one of the most beautiful books I've ever read. And she said, "Knowledge never hurts people. Yeah. Secrets." eat us up from the inside right She's right like knowledge empowers secrets devour yeah and uh i just like i'm i just feel like we need to know this stuff and i feel like muller needs to stop being a candy ass because he's like the reason i'm hearing that he doesn't want to appear in public is that he doesn't want to appear to be partisan and it's like dude the time for that shit that ship has sailed. Yeah. Okay. You are being partisan against white nationalists, authoritarians, totalitarians, racists. And, you know, it's just like you got, you know, you got to be partisan in these times because the other part, the other guys are evil. Yeah. Well, think about this. And this is something I just going to repeat. I said this on Tuesday, but it, it bears repeating that Mueller handed off the Mueller report to Congress to proceed mm-hmm. with an investigation and and to confirm what he found and to proceed with possibly impeachment. I mean, the entire, right. both volumes were set up as a handoff. So we're not giving this necessarily to DOJ to adjudicate. We're going to hand this now to Congress. We're going to give them a roadmap for obstruction of justice and how to prosecute that. So for now, Mueller to say that, oh, I don't want this to be political. Well, he handed all of his findings to Congress for a reason, and now there's only really one explanation. Well, I would say there's two explanations. One, he's just he's he, he doesn't want to do it. Well, on one hand, he doesn't want to do it, or on the other hand, maybe it's uh, a negotiation ploy. Maybe he's sending a signal to the White House as a a sort of a head fake to say, oh, I'm going to resist this because I don't want to look political. And then when he finally agrees, he drops a bombshell on their heads. So, well, isn't he still technically working for the DOJ? Well, you say, Jody, that he's still a... Uh, isn't he plus- still technically working for the DOJ, wrapping up Roger Stone and, and Michael right, Flynn and right. various other things? So he's still technically working for Barr. Yeah. So that could also be the other reason that he's like, hey, you know, right. uh, not allowed to talk. Yeah. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, until he's done and out of them, quits or is fired officially. Um, until he's finished with his job, yeah. I don't think he's going to testify unless it's subpoenaed and a court orders him to do it. Well, I get the sense that he's in a negotiation right now to appear. And so therefore, he's been authorized to at least set up the parameters for appearing. So right. no one has said to him. In fact, Bill Barr said publicly the other day that he doesn't mind if Mueller goes and testifies. Uh, I don't know how genuine that is. That might just be a public uh, framing of you know, something else where privately Bill Barr is going, yeah, you better not go down and testify, Bob. Yeah, you remember when, when Trump was saying, oh, I would love to testify. To, you know, I'd, love to, I'd love to answer the questions. And then, of yeah. course, you know, the moment comes around and he needs to do it and he's like suddenly a puff of smoke. Managed. Right, right. Well, you know, I'm loving this series of events uh, surrounding Donald Trump this past week. I mean, we also have IRS, uh, this IRS legal case mm-hmm. to withhold Trump's tax returns. That's unraveling. Uh, New York is going to make uh, Trump's tax returns available to Congress. Uh, Trump's accounting firm was ordered to obey that subpoena. That's the Mazars uh, case. Trump is losing his subpoena fight over his bank records. Plus, we have now this. I'm just worried they're going to appeal and appeal and appeal, and then nothing will. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, it, I mean, it, 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 what's going to happen is, is they're just going to run out of rope and then right. the tax returns and the financial records are going to get handed over. And there's an overall strategy that I want to talk about here that is really crucial. But I, I want to come back to this after we take a, a short break and come back uh, and we're going to talk about what I think might be happening behind the scenes with regards to 
getting Trump to resign voluntarily. We'll get into that right after these words. I'm a student. I'm a professional. I'm a woman. And I shouldn't have to worry about walking alone, day or night. I've heard it all. Honey, give me a smile. Harmless catcalls? I never know. I carry Tiger Lady. It's a revolutionary defense tool that's based on one of nature's most efficient defenses, a cat's retractable claws. It weighs less than my phone and is designed to collect DNA. Tiger Lady is discreet and fits in my hand. And when I make a fist, claws come out like a real-life Wolverine. It's easy to use, doesn't require training, and is legal in all 50 states. Get your Tiger Lady today by going to TigerLady.com today. Tiger Lady makes the perfect graduation gift to prepare her for the world ahead. Get Tiger Lady today for safety's sake at TigerLady.com. And for a limited time, get a pack of four at 15% off. Use the code GRAD and save an additional 20% off your entire order. Go to TigerLady.com. That's TigerLady.com. Tiger Lady, the ultimate gift of personal safety for any graduate. The Bob Seska Show. a song called Love Proof again by Jim George. I knew Jim George uh, back in the 90s. I think I uh, covered his uh, his live shows in Reading and Berks County, Pennsylvania for the soon-to-be defunct Reading Eagle newspaper. Yeah, Reading Eagle is uh, I, the Reading Eagle newspaper where I used to live in uh, eastern Pennsylvania is getting uh, bought out by some hedge fund and they're shutting down the radio station that was co-owned by the uh, by the newspaper. It was the first radio station that I ever worked at, too. So lots of things happening in the world of uh, Pennsylvania media that no one really cares about except me. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about WEEU, which is the radio station, the first radio station I worked at right out of college. And uh, I have some some really, really embarrassing tapes uh, from that period of time. I don't know why I've kept these tapes. I guess so I can look back and make fun of myself. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to talk about that a little bit on the after party this coming up uh, Friday. Tomorrow, in fact. Um, but meanwhile, I want to get back to what I think is... Me. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, what might actually... Be, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about me. Um, actually, no, I want to talk about Nancy Pelosi. And I want to talk about uh, a theory I have of, of what might be happening behind the scenes with the Speaker of the House and Donald Trump. There's a possibility. And again, I have no evidence of this. I'm just speculating. But Mm -hmm. and I've been very critical of Nancy Pelosi's posture on impeachment, although I understand her position. I respect her position. I really like Nancy Pelosi in general. I just feel like maybe a stronger posture needs to be taken. Although here is my theory. What if Nancy Pelosi, through a series of behind the scenes moves, is trying to, well, maybe not so subtly, pressure Donald Trump to resign voluntarily. Mm-hmm. And and this may also involve, obviously, the impeachment process. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, she said yesterday, uh, in fact, she urged the people surrounding the president yesterday to stage an intervention. She seems to be targeting Donald Trump to do something himself. And I could see mm-hmm. that as a as a really strong possibility. We're going to use the levers of power in the House of Representatives to surround the president, forcing him to step down. To me, it's just a matter of time before his tax returns are out, before his financial statements are out. Then we've got all kinds of emoluments issues. And the emoluments thing is probably the most mild series of uh, ramifications that he's going to face as a consequence of his uh, business operations, his financial background, and so on. We're going to see a a lot of shit in those tax returns and obviously the preview that we got through the New York Times of his tax returns from uh, what was it 1985 to 1994 or so <laughs> uh, that showed- well, he was an actual drag on the US economy just yes, all by right. himself that's right because Donald Trump doesn't care about anything other than his public image everything is his public image so it was so hilarious the other day when he goes you know I don't do cover ups 
I don't do cover. Well, everything, every like every word that comes out of his diseased yapper is a cover up of something because he lies about everything. In fact, uh, you know, I noticed today he was saying that Rex Tillerson is lying too. If you're a red hat, if you're a Trump supporter, Fox News viewer, are you not watching Donald Trump and going, gee, it's it's strange how everyone lies except for Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the only mm-hmm. non liar in the entire United States of America. Everyone is lying except Donald Trump. Well, no, idiot, reverse all of that, and that is absolutely the truth, that Donald Trump is the the biggest liar in the world right now, and everyone else is saying, look, he's lying. We're telling the truth that he's lying. So everything that comes out of his mouth is a cover-up of some other thing. Even his hair is a cover-up. Mm-hmm. Jody, you know, weren't you and I talking about this Last night on on my show, yep. which you can find at patreon.com slash the <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, uh, ages ago, my very wise therapist mom taught me how to spot when people are lying. And one of the things that they do is they scramble up their words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the, his like the his total maneuver is to just like fling so many words at you in such repetitively and in different combinations and sequences that you're sort of lulled into a like confused <laughs> You know, I mean, really, but yeah. if you read um, It Can't Happen Here by um, right. Sinclair Lewis, yeah. that's exactly the way they describe the the populist tyrant that rose up in that book. That he Nothing he said made any sense, mm-hmm. but it lulled his listeners and his fans into a kind of comforted, seething stupor of rage. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what Donald Trump does. I mean, what he does is he, if he's, if he's good at one thing, it's message discipline. Uh, mm-hmm. He's not even really that great at marketing, and that tends to be the thing that everyone goes to. Like, oh, he, Donald Trump's really great at marketing. No, he's not good at marketing. He's just good at repeating the same shit over and over again and passing that off as some sort of ingenious marketing. It's like uh, Rachel last night was uh, doing the handoff to Lawrence O'Donnell, and they were talking about Trump's style, and, and Lawrence reminded Rachel, you know, there is no wise man, no secretly wise man in the Oval Office. Like, it's not that mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan sketch from SNL back in the 80s where it was Phil Hartman playing nice, affable Reagan when he was visiting with people in the Oval Office. And then as soon as he leaves, like, okay, back to work. And he takes out a map and he's like, here's what we're going to do next. We're going to screw the Democrats. And then people come in and he's like, oh, hello. Well, good to meet you. Let's take a photo. Aren't you the little girl who sold the most Girl Scouts <laughs> yes. cookies? There is no yeah. mad genius behind the scenes in the Trump administration. That is just not happening. Like yesterday during this stunt that he played uh, on uh, Nancy Pelosi, that actually ended up back firing um where they showed up pelosi and schumer showed up for a discussion on infrastructure at the white house and trump marches into the room delivers a quick pain in the ass speech and then marches off like storms out of the room like doing his best uh in a reality show impression like i'm gonna storm off and then i'm gonna go outside and mm-hmm. pretend like it was a spontaneous event where i decided to go out and talk to reporters who just happened to be assembled out in the rose garden for no reason and then we're gonna have this pre-printed sign on my podium because it's gonna totally look spontaneous right <laughs> right and then he starts talking and first of all he's got that mouth problem again like his oh is his upper plate uh... slipping yeah well I, you know what i swear to god i I think it's his lower plate. I think it's his bottom teeth. Because (laughs) that's right. He kept sucking that in. He kept uh, slurring his words. You just you can see that he's fidgeting with something in his mouth, either using his disgusting lips or, you know, he's just like licking his lips like right into making you hear the clicking noise, too, because you can actually kind of hear the plates like clicking around inside of his mouth. Tell me you've got the audio for us. I do. Of course I do. (laughs) Here's Donald Trump. And you may not be able to hear the actual slurring as well, but if you saw the video, you can very plainly see not only the sniffing, but you can see him fucking around with his teeth and trying to keep them in place. And I, of course, had my face glued to my computer screen. I mean, I was right up on it, just waiting for those teeth to fly out. Because poor Kimberly, good God, the world uh, needs. You know, to- other other boyfriends have different hobbies in this Bob, You know, like- <laughs> hey, look, it all comes down to uh, America has to laugh. That's what I think. And that's why I'm waiting for that moment. But uh, here's Donald Trump in the Rose Garden yesterday pretending to be spontaneous. Nothing wrong. Being transparent is better. So I said I did nothing wrong. Let's be transparent. 
So that's what you have. All of these things. Look at that. All of these things. He's got all these things. Oh, wait a minute. I gotta adjust my mouth. Okay, now I can continue to all of these things. Oh, oh. oh God. With all his shoes and everything. <laughs> so funny. Oh, I love the Saul Rosenberg. <laughs> Got all of these things, all of my shoes and my glasses with all me. So my I, shoes. I'll bring them all with me so I have them. So I have them. <laughs> I fell down the stairs and my shoes fell off. <laughs> to quote Patsy Stern. You can never have too many hats, gloves, and shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, more of oh, Trump. Hats. Even Amanda DeCadene could remember the word accessories. Um, yeah, well, so, so I mean, like Kristen Johnson thought this was a consequence. Uh, you know, Kristen Johnson from from Third Rock uh, was on Twitter right. yesterday saying oh, this is clearly drugs. Uh, I don't know if it's drugs. It might have been drugs. I think there's a, obviously this guy's popping Adderall before every public speaking engagement, every rally that he does, every TV interview. He just sucks down the uh, cognitive enhancers, one one or the other. This is more like a mechanical tooth problem or a mouth problem because he just he kept doing that mm. thing where his mouth suddenly gets puffy and weird. I don't know. It's a disgrace. So when they get everything done, I'm all set to let's get infrastructure let's get drug prices down in the meantime we're doing tremendous work without them we're doing tremendous executive orders a lot of work we've had a great success most successful economy perhaps in our country's history we've cut regulations at a level that nobody else has cut them before the largest tax (laughs) cut in the history of the country so we're doing a lot of work Steve yeah Supposed to give you any assurances that they won't, the House won't. No, this is said. Because this meeting was set up a number of days ago at 11 o'clock. All of a sudden, I hear last night they're going to have a meeting right before this meeting. Did you, hear, did you hear that? Did you hear his teeth go? No, I was mm-hmm. too busy doing the math on like, <laughs> wait, this was spontaneous. But we decided on Tuesday to back it up. That's true. I, I heard it. I keep my headphones ridiculously and dangerously loud, so I was able to hear him go. <laughs> play it again. Play it again. All right. Let me go. Let me go back just a few seconds here. Maybe he just found some of his taco salad from lunch. <laughs> like he's trying to pick like a tortilla shell out from between Ooh, his that teeth. Might be a little bit of meat. Yeah, oh, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. He's got meat stuck back between his teeth. He's talking this way. I don't know which is funnier, the fact that it's just his teeth are loose or that he's got taco meat back there. I don't know. Right. Just the single ugliest face any human can make is when you're, you're trying to do the outer molar scoop oh. with the inside of your cheek. The outer like, molar if, scoop. Are you, if, if you're near a mirror, like pretend you just ate a big handful of cashews and you need to get the particles out oh, yeah. and then move your mouth. In. It's hideous. It's like never order anything crunchy like that on a first date. You know what it's, it's like? It's, it's kind of like um, Martin Short's impression of Jerry Lewis. You know how Martin... Martin Short does Jerry mm-hmm. Lewis, but he, in order to do Jerry Lewis, he's got the invisible lozenge in his mouth. Like, right. <laughs> that's the go go yeah. to YouTube. Trust me, Martin Short does a hilarious Jerry Lewis impression where the key to the impression is the invisible lozenge in the mouth. And maybe maybe Trump's doing the same <laughs> thing. I have no idea. Maybe. I, I get, fingers crossed for a stroke, but you know that's like. The world's not that nice to me. Okay, let's... Uh, okay, so let's listen let's, for let's the listen. taco meat coming yes. unglued from the dentures. Okay, listen listen carefully. Because this meeting was set up a number of days ago at 11 o'clock. All of a sudden, I hear last night, they're going to have a meeting right before this meeting there it is. to talk about the I word. There it is. There it is. Right before this meeting... <laughs> So cry. I'm sorry to do the noise. I'm doing right the noise. This meeting, Everyone, someone's I trying to liver <laughs> with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. That's what he's doing. He's doing. He's trying to do the. I ate a taco bowl with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. A number of days ago, at eleven o'clock. All of a sudden, I hear last night they're going to have a meeting right before this meeting to talk about the I word. The I word. 
Can you- I, I don't know if anyone else can hear that. It just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. All right, let's continue with Trump here and get this over with. When I went to Wisconsin and Michigan and Michigan. Pennsylvania, I don't say, oh, let's call Russia. Maybe they can. It's a hoax. The greatest hoax in history. Yeah, yeah, you, could re- you could really hear it there. Did you hear over greatest hoax in history? Maybe not the... Mm-hmm sloppy noise but the just i'm trying to fix my teeth please don't let my teeth fall out of my mouth kind of let's hear it again right. i want yeah. to get the get the replay okay here we go maybe they get it's a hoax the greatest hoax in history yeah go ahead <laughs> thank you mr president <laughs> yeah, I heard it, it went sideways on him the greatest hoax. it totally does he just he's just a mess and You know, please, I mean, there is no God until Donald Trump seriously embarrasses himself in public beyond just the normal shit, whether it's he falls down the stairs or his teeth go flying out. I mean, there are. Yeah, I should say I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth because we do have plenty of hair photos where his hair is just going crazy. You know, yeah, but like a like a fall down the steps of Air Force One that breaks his neck and kills him. (laughs) I mean. Just, you know. And of course, if that happens, it's I'm going to just sit there like uh, De Niro in Cape Fear. <laughs> <laughs> my, my face press against the computer screen as, as I watch the instant replay of the tumbling. <laughs> I'm so sick. Oh, you know, it could all, I mean, it's just, I consider it, it I call this the, the Breitbart wish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that, like, remember that day, that sparkling day in that spring <laughs> that we woke up and somebody was like, Andrew Breitbart died of a heart attack last night. And we were like, ha, 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 that's yeah. funny. <laughs> and they were like, they're like, no, no, really, he did. And you're like, I have been that good of a boy this year? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, because he was going to be, I mean, I don't know. I really did, like, occasionally lie awake at night about, you know, what, ha- like, havoc that he was yeah. going to wreak in 2016. <laughs> and then God just took him off the board. Yeah. Yeah. Just and like, and you know what? I'm so relieved, T-Rex, because you're right on board with my disgusting level of sadism right now. And <laughs> takes the, oh, takes no. the pressure off of me. I mean, no, I want the president to fall out of a hayloft and catch his eyelid on a nail head on the way down <laughs> and just like rip that nasty head of plastic hair right off. Just scalp him. Yeah. Just, no, I mean, it's just people. Are, my friends are dying. Trans women are dying. Dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Women, Women are dying. Die yeah. If these, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, I mean, it's the, we have the most dangerous place in the industrialized world to have a baby. Yep. yep. And that, and, you know, all these asshats that call themselves pro life, mm-hmm. that are like pro gun, pro death penalty, anti abortion, anti birth control, but they're like pro fetus. Yeah. But it's because fetuses are the, like, the perfect, like martyr group because they can't speak for themselves. They can't say, "Hey, leave us alone." Yeah, <laughs> you right. hypocritical assholes. Jesus never said anything about us. Well, by the way, did, I mean, did you notice that both uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the uh, the leader of the uh, the House Republicans, who uh, can't speak normally, uh, and then also Donald Trump Jr. They were both on the infanticide thing today. Uh, which is just one of the most egregious lies in the history of American politics. Absolutely right up there with I am not a crook or no collusion, yeah. no obstruction. The fact it that goes it goes beyond U.S. history. It should scare you because yeah. it's the kind of thing they said about Jews in the Middle Ages. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, know, I mean, the, the, the fact is, I, mean, I just want to make sure that we're completely clear on what the facts are when it comes to this whole b- bullshit infanticide thing. This is all about the Republicans just trying to target the Democrats as being these baby killers. It's the same old thing that they've been doing since Roe v. Wade was decided. The problem is is that it's completely and totally counterfactual. This never happens. There are two things that they're referencing here that thanks to fucking Ralph Northam, this waste of breath in Virginia, this Democratic uh, governor who needs to be ousted immediately if for no other reason but then for ham-fistedly starting this whole nonsense. The fact is is that there is no infanticide. What happens is they're saying that there this are is projection, the projection though. Don't well, it is a little bit, but what they're saying is that uh, that babies are getting aborted and surviving the like the attempted abortion, 
and then what they're saying is that women and doctors are killing the babies in a second try, right? After the abortion mm-hmm. is botched, then they're, or like Trump says, they're taking the baby home and they're putting it in a blanket and they're saying, let's kill it. Okay, dead. <laughs> that is not happening. It I never know, happens. It's it so is, ridiculous. It makes me laugh, but it's also so terrifying that that's what they're portraying. But there is not, there is, there are zero instances of abortions occurring where the fetus somehow survives. And it does not happen. It's statistically non-existent. But the other thing that they're doing is they're saying that, um, you know, in terms of palliative care, I think that's how you pronounce it. Where, palliative care, yeah. Yeah. Where, what happens is, is a, a, a baby is born. The baby has catastrophic birth defects, meaning that this baby will not survive more than a couple of hours or a couple of days, whatever it might be. Do we attempt all of these extreme medical life-saving measures and torture the baby in its remaining hours? Or do we make it comfortable and let the parents hold their baby until mm-hmm. the baby passes naturally? And that should be a, a, a moral imperative for any group of parents to absolutely decide upon and i gotta uh, tell you i i got into an argument with this about a guy and i was like pretend you have a dog mm -hmm. it has been hit by a car Mm -hmm. it's i'm sorry listeners this is going to be harsh you might want to turn away for a second i was like as if the infanticide part wasn't yeah yeah. Honestly, I'm a lot more. I tell a lot of dead baby jokes. I'm a lot more sensitized to hurt animals. But yeah. I was like, your I, I, animal will die. Its yeah. kidneys will never work again. It will never walk again. It is in terrible pain. Yeah. Are you going to keep it alive? Because that's what God wants. No. Really? Of course not. No. And the guy was just like, it's murder. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, you're so propagandized that mm-hmm. you believe, you know, and it was just like, that was when I kind of realized it's just not, there's not a lot of point. But here's my assignment for you, Bob. Okay. We know that everything Republicans do is about projection. Yeah. So clearly they want to murder their children. And since you are the person, the only person I know who ever gets a dart in at Don Trump Jr. and makes him freak out, you have to start <laughs> demanding to know which one of his children he wants to kill the most. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Because, you know, it's all projection. So he's like, you guys are talking about all this post-birth abortion. Clearly, you want to be a single man again and party boy. Like, which kid is it? Is it the, <laughs> you know, and... Just see what he says. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'll try that in between, you know, teasing him about his indictment beard. And uh, I'll just throw that in uh, there. You know, the indictment beard's got a little moss on it now. I think you can move on to this. <laughs> okay. Maybe start it a little easy. <laughs> are, you saying, um, are you saying my indictment beard joke is getting old, T-Rex? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> Yes. Mm, is that what you're wearing to the party? <laughs> uh, you know what? A little be- north of the knee, there, Bob. A little north of the knee. Let, yeah. Let's uh, let's take it up a little uh, lighter at this point before we break. I just want to note that d- during Donald Trump's uh, spaz out yesterday, during his little temper tantrum in the Rose Garden, mm-hmm. he had a bunch of notes, and for some well, some way or another, the press were able to take photos of his notes, and one of his notes was th- these exact words. Dems have no achomishlints. He said he spelled, he tried to say. Achomishlints? Yeah, he, he wanted to write. Oh, a, accomplishments. Yeah, he wanted to write oh accomplishments, God. but he threw in an H, so it says achomishlints. <laughs> the President of the United States thinks it's spelled achomishlints. I can't even that say for that. For a second, I thought that I'd had a small stroke. I could not figure out. You know, I was like, I got everything in that sentence up until achalmishments, and I'm just, what? Welcome to the show, okay. Mr. Carson. Thank you for joining us today. <laughs> Where's right. my luggage? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oreo? You saw that, right? Amway? Oreo? The clip where he was like getting in the middle of getting interviewed by CNN, and he suddenly realized a car was driving away with his luggage in the trunk. Uh, ben Carson? Yes. No, I didn't see this. Oh my God! Who can who can Google without making a lot of noise? Um, <laughs> it happened. I watched it live, and I was just like, "Ladies and gentlemen, oh, man. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development." I remember when he was talking about uh, thwarting a crime at a Wendy's organization. <laughs> That's what he called it. <laughs> I was in with a belt buckle, right? Yeah. He said <laughs> somebody tried to stab him, and he had a giant belt buckle on. Yeah. What happened was is. <laughs> He's in a Wendy's organization. And as he's walking out of the <laughs> Wendy's organization, organization. <laughs> uh, a guy comes in to rob the place. And Ben Carson goes, 
oh yeah, right over there. That's the front. That's the counter right there. That's where all the people are where you can get the money. And he just directs the burglar <laughs> to go in and, and walk right up to the counter. I said, go on ahead. I'm just, well, I'm just leaving uh-huh. here with my quarter pound of cheese. My royal. See, somehow I'm I'm picturing Michael Jackson now. He's just sort of, you know, <laughs> moonwalking at, you know, he's just going up to the counter. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> All right, I let's would never it. harm a child. That's just ignorant. One last break. I'm ignorant. One last break back after these words. <laughs> you can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! a duo called the Cave Twins, and the song is called Buddy, I'll Be There. Link in the description below. Having so much fun with our indie music. We got another indie music countdown coming up sometime later next week. And by the way, a bit of a programming note as far as next week goes. I think I'm going to take a semi-vacation. And I, you know, I've been sitting here debate. I know, it's, it's insane. I, I've been sitting here debating with myself for the past week now, going, do I take the whole week off, or do I just take the week off from writing and then I do a couple of podcasts and maybe not do an after party, just take a sort of a down week, but still do the show. So that's what I've kind of decided to do, rather than taking no, the whole no, week no, off. No, 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 i got a better idea. Okay. Let me just boss you around, because it's my uh, show. Okay, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should take the full week off, and do no writing, and then I will host with Buzz on Tuesday, and then Jody will host with <laughs> Who's someone gonna else record on it? Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, both, we both know how to record. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you you know all of the moving parts to this show, <laughs> and I would have to. Yeah, I, I would have. To, oh no, it would be a very. It would be a whole different. Like, I mean, it would be a different sound. Yeah, but it would be something in that place. Well, you know what? That's a good idea. Um, the problem is that I would end up having to to run the show anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it I has would, to go up on your yeah, website. No, it has to be your thing. Yeah, exactly. yeah, there's all kinds of moving pieces now, especially with the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. I would have right. to. There's a whole new process for uploading shows mm-hmm. and things like that. Right, so right. yeah, so it's yep. a little bit, little bit complicated. And again, you know, if we had a bigger budget, I could hire like an engineer or a board op or something like that who could come mm-hmm. in and you know step in and and do a, a at least engineer a show like that. But you know, we don't. I'm we don't quite have that. Buzz yet. on my show. <laughs> it just, Which is yeah. Patreon.com slash the T Rex report. Yeah, and it could, you, you could put it on your resume as one of your achomishments. <laughs> achomishments. I, I can't even say it incorrectly. <laughs> I know, it's hard. Achomishments. Yeah. The terrible thing is that yeah, I used to work for someone who went crazy. Yeah. Um, who, uh, who <laughs> literally be, did someone just literally go crazy that you were working with? Yeah, pretty much, and stabbed a bunch of people in the back back in Blogosphere One days. Oh my and god! I won't say their name, but it rhymes with Haney Shampshire. Um, and oh uh, yeah, because you you worked so, at Fire Dog Lake, right? With and, chain, you know, I, she fired me because I was starting to, you know, it's a long story, but. <laughs> Um, I know the story. Very long, painful story. Yeah. And uh, but there are people out there who are phantom enemies that I don't realize because of things Hampshire did. 
and I'm like lumped into their can. Yeah, well, let's be perfectly um, clear. When we say that a T-Rex got his start at Fire Dog Lake, we're talking about... <laughs> You really had your own independent area of Fire Dog Lake. You weren't really carrying right. water for Jane's uh, agenda. And you know, I did a nightly comedy slot, basically. Exactly, exactly. Right. So that um, was good. And th- you know what? But fact- I did, but I, see, I did that stupid thing that you do sometimes, though, where you get swept up in your friend's blog fights and you yeah. say a bunch of shit to someone you barely know because they hurt your friend's feelings. And it was a different time yeah. back then. It was not like we were aware that the world was watching you know, and, um, well, you know what it was yeah. like, it was like this, it, you know, recently on salon.com, they got a, uh, a pedophile to write up a, a piece and I didn't authorize that. I had nothing to do with that, but of course I get criticized because I write for salon and therefore I must've had something to do with the fact that they got a, a pedophile to write an op-ed. Yeah. People and, don't understand how attenuated these, the arms of these organizations are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And how little communication you can have when you don't work in a brick and mortar office. Mm, right. Right. Mm. All right. Well, before we uh, wrap up moving along here, I want to talk about Maxine waters, who is the absolute hero of this week. Maxine Waters got uh, a, a huge, he, he, yeah, there we go. There's our music for Maxine. Uh, major, major breaking story from last night that actually TD Bank and who else is it? TD Bank and is it Wells Fargo? And I can, I can, you know what? I could actually look at the real story and read the headline instead of guessing. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Wells Fargo and TD Bank have already given Trump-related financial, financial documents to Congress and specifically to the Financial Services Committee in the House and their chairperson, Maxine Waters, who I bet I bet at this point Trump is wishing he didn't make all those low IQ cracks. And again, you know what? Look, this all boils God down. God bless her. I call her Antifa. Um. <laughs> she is the best. She has been just her facial expression that one time when she was walking out of that skiff where I think it was James Comey who was briefing members of Congress on what was going on with Trump and Russia and she came out of that meeting like she could like the lasers shooting out of her eyeballs could burn a hole in in Donald Trump's skull you know it's just like she was ready to throw down at that point and so she's been I think one of the heroes in, in all of us for that and many other reasons and this this news story today is a, a gigantic one where she's going yeah. after Trump's financial records she's got some now and the thing is though Ultimately, what this comes down to is my rule for Donald Trump. Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. And this is a case where time after time, he thinks that he's being tough. What he doesn't realize, and he doesn't, of course, doesn't think this far down the road. He just thinks, okay, you know what? My people want me to be tough on these uh, swamp dwellers or these, you know, these Democrats on the Hill. And uh, and what he's doing is he's, in fact, inviting more and more uh, pressure to be exerted on him in terms of investigations and so on. This is entirely Donald Trump's fault. If he had just kept his mouth shut. I mean, I always say this. Everything Donald Trump does makes things worse for Donald Trump. Of course. I have to call out. I have to. Okay. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to uh, recap. I just had to shout out to Maxine. I quoted her in chapter nine of, of Widowmaker, just talking about catering in my new job. And I was just said, I have to quote Maxine Waters. I am having the time of my life with the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I did. I did. Oh, that's so um, cool. But I mean, I, uh, you know, and there's stuff that, you know, these are the first I've, I'm working with the children of some of them of the opiate generation. And it's yep. interesting to see that. Well, but this is a whole uh, you, listen to my show. We'll talk about it later. Let's OK, get back to you. Well, you know, I always said that uh, if if I had somehow been wrangled into advising Trump from the very beginning, I would have said, you know what? People know you for building shit. And of course, you go into debt and you use the mob and all that crap. And you're uh, just a terrible, terrible businessman. But you're you're widely known for your you know, your ability to, to put together real estate deals. Why don't you just do infrastructure, keep your mouth shut, be presidential, and you know what? You'll have an approval rating of 60% because of the fucking economy anyway. Instead, what he right. does is he's constantly undermining his own presidency and then blaming someone else for it. Donald Trump is his own worst enemy, and I know that's a cliche, but I really want to But it's underscore. all he's ever done. Yeah, it's it's exactly what he's done. It's he was exactly- a freaking black hole in our economy for yep. ten years, from eighty five mm-hmm. to ninety five. Like largest single losing taxpayer in the United States, and it's just like, you know, the infrastructure. Please don't do infrastructure, Donald Trump. I mean, 
Well, not anymore. Like, I mean, it's like it can't be done anymore because that ship has sailed. If he had done that mm-hmm. from the start, like if he had like put together like a blue ribbon panel on January 21, 2017. So I'm going to put together a blue ribbon panel, and everyone's going to talk about infrastructure. We're going to put together a plan to build things in America. And then Donald Trump travels but his the country. blue ribbon panel is going to be Fox and Friends, Sean Hannity. But that's just it. it, it like, but it wouldn't be that way if I was advising him. But of course, I'm not doing that. And of course, Donald Trump is making all the mistakes that he normally makes. Uh, but, you know, Donald Trump should just listen to me more often. I don't know why he does. I try. <laughs> I you really, do try. I try to advise him. But it falls on deaf ears. <laughs> uh, anyway. so Deaf orange yeah. So uh, this is great news about TD Bank and Wells Fargo completely blindsiding him, and which is one of the things that the, the easiest way to get something past Donald Trump is to not make a big deal about it, to just quietly do it in the background and then suddenly say, I gotcha, you fucker. You weren't paying. You were looking the other way and making an ass of yourself while we were getting your financial records from two major, major American banks. So suck it, Trump. And that's exactly what Maxine Waters has done. Now, mm-hmm. uh, on a little bit more of a serious note, Nancy Pelosi, the way she ended her remarks yesterday after that stunt in the Rose Garden, uh, in the Oval Office slash Rose Garden, uh, was kind of chilling. Uh, because not only did she, well, she obviously, she accused Donald Trump of engaging in a cover-up. We talked about that already. But the other thing is she did something she, she never usually does, which is to say, I pray for the President of the United States, and I pray for the United States of America. Mm-hmm. I think Nancy Pelosi knows more than the general public about what's I'm going on. I'm sure she does. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think that's a certainty. But what is yeah, she? Yeah, she has top secret clearance. She's second in line for the presidency. She knows everything. Yeah, and I think that was a warning. I think she was kind of relating the gravity of some of the things that mm-hmm. she has heard. And I think, you know what? She's mm-hmm. She's been doing this a long time. We'll just put it that way. So she knows how this shit works. And I think she can see... Seasoned. She's yeah. a seasoned politician. She can see, you know, 12, 13, 20 chess moves down the road. And she knows, I think, where this is going. And I think insofar as she might be a little afraid of where it's going, I think it's born out of legitimate concerns. I think it's Nancy Pelosi observing the climate and going, oh, shit, this is not going to go anywhere One thing I think we need to do, um, I'm sorry, I stepped on that line. No, 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 go ahead. She's like, you know, she's got her finger in the wind and is saying, you know, bad shit is coming, but... We've been we've been complaining. So few people have read the Mueller report, and people keep asking me what's the best way to read the Mueller report. I personally haven't read it yet because I don't. I mean, do I need to read it on PDF? Do I need to read it in printed paper? I mean, how'd you do it? I don't have a printer. Right there. That's where the show ended because we lost all electricity here. The power went out because a giant thunderstorm came through the D.C. area. Uh, tornado warnings, all kinds of chaos, dogs and cats sleeping together, <laughs> mass hysteria. So uh, I just thought I'd add uh, some plugs here at the end and wrap up the show to a formal ending. We don't have T-Rex and Jody because, of course, they shuffled on to their lives. They've got lives to leave. We're not going to sit around waiting to finish the show. All right, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network at SexyLiberal.com. Make sure to listen to Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker podcast on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, or you can find it at From-Bunker.com. Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour. Uh, Make sure to subscribe. Randy Rhodes' After Hours. Dino Bidala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend. Sanity with John Fugel saying the final word with Frangela. The Great Rude Pundit and many, many more. And uh, David Ferguson can be found at Patreon.com slash The T-Rex Report. He's on Twitter at T-Rextasy. Pretty great, huh? Uh, meanwhile, Buzz Burbank can be found at buzzburbank.com. Uh, let's see. Kimberly Johnson's at patreon.com slash startmeup. Jen Kirkman's tour dates can be found at jenkirkman.com. Charles Johnson's at littlegreenfootballs.com. And don't forget, I interviewed Charles Johnson from Little Green Football's Wednesday. I almost said yesterday on the show, but I don't know when the hell you're listening. Could be five days from now. I don't know. Uh, nevertheless, Charles Johnson's interview here on the show is really, really entertaining. We talked about uh, Snowden, Greenwald. Uh, we talked about 2020. We talked about impeachment. We talked about where's Robert Mueller and so much more. All right, well, that's the show. Again, sorry for the delay. I can't control the weather. What the hell do you want from me? All right, oh, and uh, no postmortem show today, obviously. 
But we will see you again uh, on the after party, Friday after party, and then uh, Tuesday and Thursday next week. Take care, folks. Bye-bye.